Welcome back to Podcast 51 of 2022. I'm your host, Kiev O'Neill. You can follow me on Twitter at OBKiev. Follow us at The Ozbreakers and follow us on social media slash The Ozbreakers. This episode is being brought to you by Circa Sports. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. These contests have two ways to win and no Rake. The Circus Sports Millions has quarterly payouts and 100% payback. Play Circus Survivor and select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircusSports.com. If you'd like to benefit and support the Odds Breakers, please visit our website and pick any of our handicappers to get their premium plays before the line moves. They all have their football packages out and ready. You can also support us on patreon.com. If nothing else, please visit the Icebreakers and become a free picks newsletter subscriber. Well, I was traveling all weekends. My friends got back late last night, and uh, that's why this podcast is coming out a little bit later. Was at a wedding in Minneapolis. Had a blast with a lot of my old friends. And, uh, you know, also watched a little bit of preseason football when we could. We did go to the Vikings and Niners game right there uh, in downtown Minneapolis. So that was a lot of fun seeing the new stadium and everything. But, you know, we're doing well in the preseason. I'm really happy for that. Nine and four so far in preseason plays. Now, almost would have been 10 and three, almost middled that Patriots-Carolina game. But unfortunately, a little bit of a bad beat happened when Carolina fumbled in the end zone and the Patriots got a touchdown in the last minute of the game. It was just a little ridiculous. I had a nice uh, six, seven-point middle going on in that game. But the lines have been moving just massively. I mean, crazy how much these preseason lines have been moving. And, uh, you know, there's been some large players getting involved that move the markets. And I think they've been moving too much. Once they give it out and about a minute later, uh, that line is gone. And uh, sometimes it's oversteamed. And so that's something you have to be concerned about. Um, I disagree with some of those line moves myself because I go by the coaching formulas that I work on throughout the summer. And they've been working really well for me. But either way, these lines have massive movement. It's funny, when a syndicate makes a move or when a large better makes a move in the market, and it, it, sometimes the better just thinks that there might be one point of line value, maybe maybe 4% or 6% on how it relates to the difference between the two numbers where it moves to. And sometimes this move line will be steamed so much, it'll move like 20%. <laughs> I saw a line move from minus 2.5 to minus 5, minus 6. You know, absolutely massive amounts of line move. And that same person might think to himself, I like the other side now. And Alan Stoy gives us our first Monday mailbag question, info at theoddsbreakers.com. If you ever want a question read to you here on the air, he would like to know about these live movements. I mean, they're going to happen. I don't think they're going to be as significant in the NFL. They're not. Uh, preseason is more volatile. But 
he said that if everybody played away from what the, for example, contest lines are coming out on Wednesday or Thursday, then everyone would be on the same picks if everyone goes with the market. Well, the answer to that is, are you going to go with that? Yes and no. I mean, consensus picks will probably go with mostly market moves, right? But that doesn't mean you necessarily agree with it. And playing the consensus isn't going to let you win the contest. So if you didn't make that play before the line moved in the first place on Monday or Tuesday or whatever day, then why are you going to do it now? Are you admitting that you missed something on your early handicaps? In my opinion, if you're going to be playing these contests, you should probably put the work into it and uh, try to come up with some numbers or go by the person that you partner with. Like if you support the Oddsbreakers and me and I give out a play, um, maybe you go with that. But that leads to the question, when does the value run out? Well, if it's not the number that I gave out, there's less value, possibly no value, and maybe even value on the other side if it's moved that much. Contests are a little bit tricky. You know, you might not even play a game that you bet, and you might actually go against a game you leaned against. It's very strange. Um, In contests, you're trying to play against people rather than the sports books themselves. That's why they're so unique. So, the answer is really no, I don't always go with that. But in many cases, the market is correct and the line move was justified and maybe you will play it. For example, when Kirk Cousins was announced out in the Vikings last year against the Packers, the line moved seven points. But the contest number was was so bad, you know, that you had to play that one almost, you know. Um, if you're losing, maybe that's one you throw out and you try to go a different way and hope that the Vikings somehow cover that crappy contest line but in general for me I'm going to play that line because it was just my hand my power numbers also agreed with the six or seven point line move the Vikings had no good second string quarterback last year you remember how bad Kellen Mond was so you have to make your decisions like that but here's another thing I'm going to be here Alan and anybody else if you have a question about how you should uh, play a contest I'm not going to tell you what to do because it's a very personal thing But I'll just try to give you advice on what I think about the line itself. And maybe that will help you make a decision uh, on your own when it comes to that Saturday when you have to get your picks in. All right, my friends. Well, this is going to be a short and sweet podcast. We already recorded a segment with D-Nasty for your Dynasty Fantasy Draft. We're just going to go over the rookies in this show. And before that, I'm just going to talk a little bit about preseason football week three the final week of preseason so i'm going to keep this simple for you guys i'm just going to let you know what these coaches do on the final week if it's somewhat significant let's uh just go down the line here nothing much on kingsbury or arthur smith being relatively new but john harbaugh he's eight and five in the final week of preseason not actually as good as his uh earlier weeks you know 14 and one week one 20 and six in the middle weeks so, yeah, eight and five, not quite as good, but, you know, they won like 22 preseasons in a game. You definitely don't want to bet against Jim John Harbaugh. But these lines are moved up so high now that I would just bet uh, the Ravens on the money line laying around minus 200 uh, if, if that's the case coming into this week. So that's my thoughts on where Harbaugh lives and how much these lines have been overbought, you know. Preseason, 
a decent line is literally three points. I mean, there's not a lot of cases where lines should be over six, in my opinion. So, Sean McDermott, he's been a beast on the final week of preseason. Four and one in Buffalo there. So, we might have a little wink-wink play for you with Sean McDermott involved. Then, uh, 0-2, Zach Taylor. Still a little bit early, not enough data, but that's starting to trend towards the ooh. Um, bad in preseason. I mean, the dude is uh, bad in general, only winning two preseason games, losing seven of them. Mike McCarthy, five and nine. He's a fade preseason final week type coach. Frank Reich, three and oh. He happens to be very good the last week preseason, so we're going to eye up that the Colts a little bit this week. Uh, Sean McVay, one and three. He's never been a great preseason coach there with the Rams. I can highly doubt that he's going to play as starters here win the Super Bowl last year. Why would you? Bill Belichick, only 9-12. and 12. Bill Belichick, amazing weeks 1-2, and two, but his final week is only 9-12 and 12 in the preseason. So be careful with Bill Belichick because we were on him the weeks before that. Mike Tomlin, 8-6. and six, Not quite as good as his first couple weeks, but um, still a winning record in the final week. Pete Carroll, 8-3. and three. Pete Carroll's really fallen off starting 0-2 in this preseason here. And uh, I just think his team's really bad, even though he tries to win. So that's a little bit worrisome. Seattle's favored in here in this spot, and they're favored by three points on the road. So um, I'm going to have to do more thinking about that one if I even get to the window with it. And that's really about it. That's your final week uh, preseason outliers. So um, we're going to make a play for you. Just like I said earlier on Sean McDermott, I am shocked that they are six-point dogs at Carolina here. Five and a half plus 115 is what I like because either six minus 110, five and a half plus 115, that's 25 cents of value on a not-so-key number. Well, six is more key than it used to be for sure, but it's not like it's a 25-cent difference here. So um, I still like six minus 110 too, but I, I took plus five and a half at plus 115 because I just think he wins this game outright anyway. You know, I might sprinkle the money line for sure. Um, McDermott is just a winner. He likes to win in the preseason. I think that is very, very important to look at that. You know, there's also some issues with the Panthers and um, how they lost Matt Corral. You know, they're, does that mean Baker Mayfield's going to play? I think that it's going to mean Baker Mayfield's going to play. I think they're just going to get the heck out of preseason and not take a chance on in, uh, injuring another quarterback. You know, so um, the way I look at this is that this Buffalo uh, game was massively uh, overbought here on the other side of, the, of Carolina. Right now it's still sitting at DraftKings at plus six, so I would grab that uh, as fast as possible. I, I believe that this line is going to go down. So that is your free play from me for preseason week three. You're ridiculously good looking. All right, my friends, we have a lot going on this week. There's actually going to be three total podcasts because I'm going to be at the Circa on Friday at 1 p.m. A podcasting from the Circa. So hopefully you guys tune into that, talking about all the excitement around these massive contests. Let's get into a little fantasy football with our guy, D Nasty. All right, welcome back. It's fantasy football. This is our third episode of fantasy football. Our guy D Nasty is back to break down dynasty rookies. We're going to talk about the best guys to draft that are pure rookies in dynasty leagues. So obviously, 
This has nothing to do with where they are in the normal rankings. Maybe they'll be similar, but still, it's different because, you know, these guys have longevity and some positions are worth more than the others. So that's what the important thing. So we're just going to go over like 30 of them and uh, do a deep sleeper at the end. Obviously, we have sleepers all among through the whole thing. So, Dave, uh, why don't you go ahead and give us our, our your top 10 rookie dynasty draft picks. All right. Looking forward to it. This is my favorite part of the draft. This is one of my favorite episodes on this podcast. So uh, definitely rookies are my favorite thing to draft. If you don't know me, any of the leagues that I'm in, I'm always load up on rookies. So everyone knows I'm always going to draft a few rookies in my league. So this is definitely the highlight on the, my favorite podcast to do. So number one, Brees Hall. Uh, he's going to probably share carries with Carter, Michael Carter, but uh, he's going to be the main guy there, I think, though. So Brees Hall at number one. Uh, they're going to be running the ball even more now with Zach Wilson probably out. Flacco has no mobility at all, so they're definitely going to be running the ball more. Uh, number two, uh, I'm going to go with Kenny Walker the third. Uh, he was uh, in all my dynasty leagues that I've been in. He's been the number two pick in all my leagues. Uh, with Chris Carson retiring, he's definitely a lock at number two as well. Those two running backs, you definitely want to build your team around the running backs as well too. So I like those two at number one and number two. Reese Hall um, and Walker, you know that's that's really what it is. I mean, yeah. I almost I, I'd almost even put Walker number one, but I mean both teams stink, so we can exactly. do it. keep going. But uh, you got Jamison Williams at number three. I think if healthy, he could be a really good receiver for Detroit. Uh, I know Drake London and Traylon Burks have been going in the top ones, but Traylon Burks, I've heard nothing but horrible things in, from camp about him. Uh, poor work ethic. He's been banged up. He's not working hard in camp. Like they're, they're kind of be, being down on him. He's going to be lucky to make the team, they're saying now, even though he's a high draft pick. So uh, he's still going to make the team, of course, he's a first round pick. But and, and then Drake London's injured right now, too. So definitely downgraded both of those guys. Uh, so number three at Jameson Williams. Number four, uh, I got Garrett Wilson. Uh, I like him on the Jets. Even with Flacco throwing to him, I think Flacco still gets him the ball. Uh, I like him at, at number four. Uh, number five, I got Chris Olav for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I like him there. I think James Winston's definitely going to throw the ball around there, so I definitely like him. Uh, number six, I got Sky Moore. Uh, I like him. Patty Mahone's throwing to him, so I like Sky Moore as a sleeper pick there. Uh, number six, I got Christian Watt, and I'm sorry, Jahan Dotson. Uh, nothing but good things come out of the camp about him and the preseason games. You do have to watch these preseason games and how much they play. Uh, he played with the number ones. Uh, he didn't get any targets, but uh, he played like 20 snaps with the first team offense. So uh, they're definitely looking to, for big things from him. Uh, number seven, George Pickens. He, he's the guy who really has been coming up, shooting up the draft boards now. Uh, George Pickens could be the one of the best receivers in this draft, actually, too. Uh, they're saying he could be one of the better Pittsburgh Steelers. He could be one of those guys that's just a steal, just like Claypool in the past and Deontay Johnson in the past. Uh, and then at eight, I have James Cook uh, from Buffalo. I like his receiving ability. Uh, I think he's going to be a stud there. Uh, eventually could take over for Singletary, but I don't think just yet, though. But he definitely is going to get some looks in the passing game, though. Uh, nine, I got Damian Pierce. I like him uh, as a sleeper this year. I know you're big on, uh, don't call it a comeback, um, Marlon Mack, but uh, I, <laughs> Pierce. Uh, I like him at Houston, though. I think he's eventually going to take over. Not at the beginning of the year, Marlon Mack will probably have most of the carries at the beginning, but I think Damian Pierce eventually will take over that lead back role there. Uh, and then I do like Rashad White next on my list at number nine uh, for Tampa Bay. He's he's right behind Vaughn right now for this, the second up, second guy in line there right now, but it is a battle between him and Rashad. Rashad Vaughn now for that backup running back spot, which will still get quite a few carries for Tampa Bay. And then at 10, I got Alex Pierce. 
Uh, we talked about all the weapons they added for the Colts. I do like him. Uh, I think he's up and coming receiver, and I think he's going to be very good for the Colts. All right, not bad. I'm not too far off from you. I am concerned about somebody there too. Um, you know, mine is definitely Brees Hall, Ken Walker, and I would almost even want to put Ken Walker ahead. But you know, I mean, I guess see the Jets are farther along in the rebuild, I think, than Seattle. James Cook, I have number three. I know Devin Singletary, blah blah blah, but I think. They drafted Cook for a reason, and I think he's going to take over this year. So he's my first big sleeper. Traylon Burks, I have at number four. And what you said concerns me a little bit. Um, I think it's more, I guess, just jabber than anything. I, I just can't see him not working out there at the top pick. I think no matter what happens, he's got to work out. And he's like the guy that's got to replace A.J. Brown. Man. So it's just sometimes you got to avoid the noise, you know. I have Garrett Wilson, number five. Uh, for all the right reasons. Um, he's on the Jets, though, though so you know, I pause for that. But Chris Olave, number six, Saints. You know, I mean, it, what sucks for Olave is Michael Thomas is back and strong, you know. So he's going to, you know, it's going to be Michael Thomas for sure, number one. He's got a contract extension, I believe, too. And then number seven, I have Drake London. A little bit of injury concern, but and a little bit of Atlanta Falcons concern, but we'll see if they ever get better. And number eight, I have my first sleeper in Rashad White, uh, for running back from Tampa. Um, a lot of drafts have him as a farther uh, down. I don't know why. I think that White's the perfect person behind Fournette. You know, I just think Fournette could get injured too and he could pick up, be a top running back for Tampa. That'd be amazing. Uh, George Pickens, number nine, Dave, um, for what you said, I'm hearing he's a stud as well. And I have Jahan Dotson at number 10. Nice. I like yeah. it. All right, all right. I'm going to go 11 through 20 then. Uh, Damian Pierce for Houston. You had him pretty high as well. I have Jameson Williams for Detroit. Um, injury, and he'll come in later, but this is Dynasty. You should be okay there. Uh, number 13, Romeo Dobbs. Dave. I like it. My sleeper. No, this, is the, this was your sleeper from last week. So I went, or two weeks ago. I don't want, I don't want to steal your thunder, but I said that. I had to bust your balls a little bit. I had them up a little bit high. Well, I got to go 11 through 15, so maybe that's why. Um, but, yeah, Romeo Dobbs is actually ahead of Christian Watson, man, right now in my depth chart. So As he should be. Yeah, what's wrong with Christian Watson over in Packerland? He had a knee injury. They had a surgery right before camp. He just got activated this week, though, so he is practicing this week. Yeah, he still could be good. Sky Moore, number 14, for what you said for Kansas City, although he's still not a starting receiver. He's still behind Velez, Scantling, and Harpin. So, and obviously, Juju Smith-Schuster there. And then uh, Christian Watson, I have at number 15, uh, for all the right reasons, Darren Rodgers. Uh, Alec Pierce, I have at number 16. David Bell at number 17 for Cleveland. I think he's a kind of a sneaky sleeper-ish potential. When Deshaun Watson comes back, especially. David Bell was an absolute beast in college, man, for Purdue. Yeah, he was. He was amazing. Isaiah Spiller right at number 18. Um, I think he's going to get some carries there over Eckler, but not, you know, Eckler's going to get the bulk, of course. Jalen Tolbert, uh, I have at number 19. Dallas receiver. You talked about him a little bit. And Brian Robinson, I have at number 20. Running back for Washington. I think uh, he's going to possibly get a lot of play for the Washington Commanders, Dave. What do you got? I like it. 
So I got number 11. I got Romeo Dobbs. I moved him quite a bit up my list. Uh, he's one of my favorite sleeper receivers this year. So uh, I think he, he's going to be the guy in Green Bay. So could be the next Devontae Adams here. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, number 12, I got the uh, 12 and 13. I got my injured guys and the guys I didn't really like. So I moved them down quite a bit. Traylon Burks uh, and Drake London. I got them at 12 and 13. Uh, number 14, I got Christian Watson. I got him below. Dobbs as well. Uh, I moved him down my board quite a bit. Uh, at number 15, uh, I'm going to go with Brian Robinson. I like him at 15, actually. Uh, he's been looking really good in camp. They're saying that he could actually start this year ahead of Gibson. Gibson hasn't looked good in the preseason or the preseason games. So uh, he's been moving on my draft board, actually, quite a bit. Uh, 16, uh, I do have David Bell as well. Uh, I do like him. Uh, he he was injured a lot of training camp, though, but he's coming on now. Isaiah Spiller, 17. I moved him down quite a bit just because they're saying Joshua Kelly is ahead of him right now, and he's going to be the starter with Eckler. So uh, Isaiah Spiller is still fighting for those backup carries there. Uh, 18, Jalene Tolbert. I, I do like him a lot. Um, he, he, I think he's going to be the number two receiver there to start the season. So I think he's going to get a lot of catches hit there. Uh, number 19, I got Trey McBride, uh, up-and-coming tight end. I think he could still be in two tight end sets and still get some red zone looks. Uh, he could be a surprise there for your tight end needy teams. And then number 20, I got DeWillow Robinson, uh, New York Giants. All the receivers are, seem like they're always hurt there. Uh, I guess I guess Tony, Tony's hurt right now. Slayton's been banged up. Uh, and then Sterling Shepard can never stay healthy as well. So he could be a nice sleeper uh, pick here at 20. Is Tony still hurt from last year? He's injured again this year. He got hurt again this year already. Oh my God. Well, he's uh, how many? How long is he out? Do you know? Uh, they're saying he should be back in the next week or two. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, I have Wandy Robinson at, up there too. So I'll just uh, get through. Why don't you? No, actually, why don't you uh, finish it out? Go twenty-one through uh, twenty-one through thirty. All right, twenty-one. I got. Kenny Pickett, I like him for Pittsburgh. I think I like him as a sleeper quarterback. Uh, he's my, probably my top dynasty quarterback right now. Uh, he looked really good in his first preseason game as well. Uh, and then number 22, I got Tyrone Davis-Price. Uh, Mitchell is still out with an injury. Uh, Mike, and then Shanahan is not very happy with Mitchell right now either after being injured quite a bit last year as well. So he's kind of getting in the doghouse now. So him, so Price and Sermon could be some nice sleeper running backs here for the 49ers. Plus, they love to run the ball. Uh, number 23 is Amara White. Uh, definitely for Dynasty because Jacob's contract is up this year, uh, so he will not be back next year. And Zamara White could actually become the starter next year if he performs well this year. So definitely a, a Dynasty guy you want to take a look at. Uh, number 24, Malik Willis. He looked unreal this that past weekend in his preseason game. He was throwing touchdowns, running for touchdowns, juking people out. Uh, he's going to be a man-child when he does start, but he's not going to start right now, so that's why he's at 24. 25, we got Desmond Ryder. I like him as well. He had a, he's another quarterback. These two quarterbacks aren't going to start right away. Uh, but if they do start midway through the year or by next year, they're definitely going to be two guys you're going to be want to have on your team. Uh, and then number 26, Tyler, Tyler Algier. Uh, he's actually kind of down in the depth chart right now. He's a little bit in the dock host. They say he's like the fourth or fifth running back right now. I don't look for that to continue, though. I think if he has a couple pre strong preseason games, he could move up the depth charts. Uh, Khalil Shakir. Uh, this is a at twenty seven. He's a he's a deep sleeper actually, but he had a good first preseason game. They lost a couple receivers, Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley. Uh, he could get that third receiver role possibly there. 
uh, behind Davis, but they're saying they like McKenzie as well, though, too. But uh, we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, 28, Tyrone Taekwon Thornton. I like him. Uh, he could be a guy that we really that really comes on this year. And then a sleeper at tight end, my last pick at number 30, Greg Dolch. Uh, they're saying that he could actually push for the starting tight end position in Denver. And with Wilson Schlone to him, I do like him as a sleeper at tight end. After the fan trade, it opens it up for sure, doesn't it? Well, good stuff. I agree with all that. It's good stuff. Um, I have number twenty, number twenty-one, Kenny Pickett as well, Dave. So, looks like we're pretty much on the same level there. And number twenty-two, I have Wandale Robinson, not too far from where you had him. Number twenty, uh, twenty-three, or sorry, twenty-two. I have Malik Willis as my sleeper for all the stuff you said. You had him twenty-four. I had twenty-three. Then I have Wandale Robinson twenty-three. John Mechie at number twenty-four for Houston. Former Alabama guy, got to be somewhat good, right? <laughs> no, for the year though, you know, right? No, I didn't. No, I didn't see that. When was that? When did that happen? A couple weeks ago. He's got uh, like uh, I forgot what it is. Not leukemia, I think. Not leukemia. He's got a very serious uh, disease that he has that they have to treat. It is treatable though, so uh, he will be coming back next year. But he's going to be out this whole season. Wow, I didn't even see that. Oh, there yeah. you go. I don't know how I missed that. Oh well, sleeping, I guess. You might want to take him um, off the list. Yeah, he's off my list. He wasn't he wasn't like a guy I was thinking was gonna be starting or nothing anyway, but that makes sense. Uh Mechie hurts the depth for the Texans for sure. He is off the list. Let's move on to number, I guess that <laughs> moves everything down a little bit, doesn't it? But we'll go to I'm trying to find what am I number 25? Yeah, so Tyron Davis Price, I believe, for San Fran Dave. Yes, and I think he's going to be, you know, possibly get some play there. Obviously, it's all about Debo there, but uh, Tyrion Davis Price is. I'm hearing good things about that, and San Fran re receivers also drop like flies. <laughs> so you never know what's going to happen. Or sorry, San Fran running backs, I would say, drop like flies, right? Yeah, they do. Which was down now, right now with a knee injury, so they're, they're not too happy with him right now. <laughs> so bad over there, man. He's beat the beat the running backs down. Zamir White. I have at number 26 for Las Vegas. I think he's the other guy that's going to get some play. Um, they squashed the, brand, the J Josh Jacobs trade rumors. So, you know, he's not higher, but, you know, he could definitely sneak in there and be a great player. Desmond Ritter, I have at number 27, just like you like him. I like him as well. Um, Tyler Aguilar from Atlanta. I like him at running back. He could uh, sneak into a top position in Atlanta. You know, Atlanta's a, a big mess there as well. Um, Khalil Shakir for Buffalo, for wide receiver. I like him. Um, Buffalo lost all their receivers, well, except for uh, their main guy. But, uh, you know, being that, you never know what's going to happen with Diggs. He could sneak right up there. And Jelani Woods, I have as my sleeper at number 30. For a tight end, because I already mentioned him for a tight end, Dave. So I kind of like him. You know what's funny about tight ends? Everyone's got Trey McBride high. I have him next in 31 as a bust, Dave. So what are your thoughts on Trey McBride for the Cardinals? I I, I agree with you, actually. It's, he's going to be a boomer bust this year, so it's really hard to say with him. Uh, he, he could be more of a bust, but uh, if he does start playing, because Ertz is getting a little bit older, and Ertz is injury-prone, though, as well. So I think if he does get a shot to play and start, 
Uh, he definitely could be the boom the the boom guy, but uh, if he doesn't get a chance this year and he just to back up the herbs, then he's definitely gonna be the bust. So he's a, he's definitely a hard guy to read this year. Uh, people are very high on him, but with herbs there, as long as herbs is there, he's not gonna be uh, anyone you'd want to draft very high. Yeah, and that's that's my whole thing. It's like, are they gonna do a bunch of two tight end sets? I mean, it doesn't sound like that happens a lot in the Cardinals. Maybe and it does a little bit, I guess. With, Kingsbury, but yeah, there's just so receiver and DeAndre Hopkins focus and Kyler Murray running around. And maybe they're gonna change something this year. I don't know. I have to look at the number of two receiver sets that they actually have. So my sleeper, Dave, I believe would be trying to pull it up again. Uh it's another tight end. Chigagazim Akonkwu. I think I said his name right. I remember he played for, I believe, Maryland. For Tennessee, I think he sneaks in there, Dave. Oh, I like Kenny Phillips more for Tennessee. Kenny, they're saying Kyle Phillips has been running with the number one offense, actually, because Burks is still out injured. So yeah, Kenny maybe Phillips is the guy that you want in Tennessee. I'm t- that's why he's a sleeper. I don't think he's going to be starting anytime soon. But, th- you know, this is a dynasty draft here. So I think he's got a shot to come in, and Tennessee might have to go tight end heavy, Dave, just because they don't have a lot of receivers, especially with Burks down. Yeah, I like Kyle Phillips as a receiver in Tennessee. There's nothing but great things coming out of camp about him, just the opposite of Burks. Uh, they're saying that they really like him. He's running with the number ones right well, now. Well, Conco is a tight end anyway. Oh, I know. I'm just saying. I like Phillips there as, as, a, as a sleeper, though. Oh, no, that's good. One on in preseason. So I do like Phillips a lot there. And another sleeper I do like at receiver is my boy Dobbs, but uh, Beelis Jones Jr. I think if he gets healthy and he starts playing well in his last couple of preseason games, he could be the number two guy for Chicago, possibly. Hmm, interesting. What are you hearing about Justin Ross in Kansas City? Because uh, draft him. There's too many guys ahead of him, and he's he's there. He's on potentially going to be on the PUP list. So they're saying to start the year out. He might know. be shot. You know, he might because he was a guy I was always thinking about undrafted. Like two years ago, he was looked at as you know a top draft pick for out of Clemson. You know, so. That's why I asked if you heard any more updates. That's the last update I got too. Yeah, he's injured right now. Is the update the latest update? And they said they're probably they're probably going to place him on the pup. So he's going to be at least up for the first four to six games of the year. So uh, he's not going to be any, anything relevant till probably the second half of the fantasy season, even if he is. But they do have a lot of receivers that are ready, and MVS and Sky Moore and Juju Smith Schuster and Kelsey. So there's a lot of moles to feed there already. So in a Hardman as well. So uh, Ross isn't going to do much this year at all. I probably maybe a dynasty leagues maybe for next year, but I don't see him doing much this year in the fantasy wise. What if our boy Dalton Schultz for Dallas that we like so much gets hurt, Dave? You know who I like there. <laughs> Jake Ferguson from the Badgers, baby. He's, uh, you know, he was a drafted uh, tight end. He was fantastic for the Badgers. He is their number one go-to guy. He's big. He's not slow. He's not overly fast, but he's very strong. He can run block. He can be, he can get some receptions out of Dallas, man. He had so three catches kind of- for 22 yards in their first preseason game, and he was running with the number one offense, too, for part of the night as well. So they already said he's locked in as the number two guy right now. So if anything happens to Schultz, he's going to be a hidden gem. He is going to be a hidden gem, man. If you're a Schultz, if you're really high in Schultz and you spent some draft capital to get him, it wouldn't hurt to just if you have some room on your roster to grab Jake Ferguson. Really, because because I'll tell you this: if Schultz goes out and you don't have Ferguson, he's going to be highly bid in the waivers, isn't he? 
Oh, definitely. And even with other receivers out there, he's going to get some receptions there, even like in two tight end sets, just because they're going to have to split one of those guys out as a ride receiver. And then the other guy is going to get some catches and looks as well. So even if he doesn't, if Schultz doesn't get hurt, he still might get some catches as well, still as a number two. No doubt. No doubt. No, oh, loving it, man. Yeah. And, you know, Bailey Zappi should make the team for New England, but I don't see him re replacing Matt Jones anytime soon. So he's not as even really make it. Just trying to uh, talk about some other relevant people. but Well, a deep sleeper for me is Danny Gray for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I got to watch him last week towards the Packers. Uh, he had two TDs against us, and he's one of the up-and-coming wide receiver rookies. And he had a good college career as well, too. So that's another guy you want to keep an eye on. Uh, and then right. Sam Howell had a great game for the Commanders this past week, too. He won't be starting any time this year, but definitely is their quarterback of their future. They're already saying uh, they're raving about him already in camp and saying that he could be the quarterback of the future in the next couple of years. I have Danny Gray at number 41, so not too far. I like Danny Gray, too. All right, my man. I think that's good enough for a dynasty. Next week, what we're going to do is go through a mock draft, and all we're going to do is basically like four rounds, and then we're going to give you the sleepers that should be picked. And maybe a few that you keep your eye on the waiver wires in the early weeks of the season. Is that fair, Dave? Yeah, sounds great. Looking forward to it. All right. My friends, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you have any questions, please feel free to tweet us at the Odds Breakers. Have a great rest of your week and go get some winners.